Hi loves, welcome back, and if you're new here, welcome, I'm Irene, the host of this podcast. Girl, get your power back. I actually had to kind of gather myself before this episode. Um, it'll probably have some triggering moments still, but it's going to test me. And if you haven't heard the eight-year episode yet, you have to listen to that first in order for this episode to make sense. And here we go. We'll start off the day on Sunday, the 24th, day after Noah's birthday. And of course, we were all hungover and it was my son's birthday that day. And they did not or we didn't get to celebrate until dinner time. And for his birthday, he wanted a desk from this furniture place. And when Noah found out how far it was going to be, he immediately said, no, that's too far. I explained it to him that it's not fair that he got to spend a whole month of July celebrating his birthday and he was only asking for a desk. He decided to go. I drove and he slept all the way. I ended up going to the furniture store with my little one and the point of him going was to help us carry the desk but he helped us putting it in um, loading it in the car the 25th Monday I went back to work and he did as well and energy and the vibe was a little low from partying that weekend from what I thought I guess Tuesday the 26th this is when I started feeling distant he said he wanted to talk as he was feeling something different and I'm like maybe he's still just come kind of coming down from like the weekend because we partied a little hard and then I said okay well you know we'll schedule something on the on Wednesday the 27th I took the day off and went to his sister's house to take care of his dad I felt so weird as in I didn't even know who he was definitely felt the space and almost aggressive I can't explain it I told Noah we should just talk tonight because it just feels uncomfortable or just very different so went to a bar and we were sober when we got to the bar and he said something along the line of you know this debt has been hanging over my head and it's giving me anxiety you know how I feel about it I had asked you to pay for it for the past four years and I'm leaving on Friday so he has he has his work trip on Friday and coming back next Tuesday he said I need that debt paid off or it's over so let me just take that in and until now I still feel that sharp pain even just mentioning it and if you can only if you only seen my face that day and just the way my heart dropped I thought it was in some kind of dream or something I was like Noah you are asking for a large amount of money within six days I said what about if I just pay it off monthly you know three to four thousand dollars a month he said well if you're gonna do that you can't live at home pay that somewhere else let me remind you I don't live there by myself I have my youngest one there the other three had moved out and he also has his daughter so it's like like breaking this is is it hitting like something is it hurting you is there any emotions I 
was like you just want me to kind of up and leave and I'm not even by myself like there's a kid with me that you're supposed to care about at the same time I had to sit down at this point I just felt this sharp gut-wrenching feeling and chest hurts of course so when we sat down I told Noah we loved differently um, and I looked him in the eye and said if something was to happen to you get a heart attack get into some kind of accident get paralyzed dong stop working I would never leave you and to put a price over our relationship the fact that it's something that you can find a solution to or even just sit down and understand why things are happening and that's why I wanted you guys to listen to eight year episode first in order for this to make sense and we put we planned pretty far ahead growing old together uh, we wanted to you know find a place in Hawaii and just a lot of it felt genuine I mean it felt real I honestly can't even, I couldn't grasp it at that time and I told him I just wanted to go home and drive back home was just so many things were, so many thoughts and my mind was just going 100 miles per hour in shock and we would drove back home, he went upstairs and I stayed in the car, I called Noah's friend and my girl and vented about what just happened and we were all speechless and said it was uncalled for. I went upstairs and cried all night. I didn't sleep. On Thursday the 28th he went to work. I did not. I was so broken that day that I couldn't go to work. I had to figure out how to fix this thing that was just presented to me unexpectedly by myself. I did not eat all day. I stayed in the room. I cried basically the whole day. I fell asleep when Noah got home. He had to pack as he was leaving early tomorrow. His boarding, I believe, was 4.10 a.m. So he woke me up around 11 to tell me he'll be back. He's going to a party an hour away, and I call it Trauma City. Uh, mind you he just gave me an ultimatum my eyes are swollen shut from crying I have not eaten weak as hell and he would rather go hang out with his friends than comfort me and he has a flight how many hours later so he left I went back to sleep I did set my alarm on around 2 in the morning I wanted to make sure he doesn't miss his flight I called him around 2.30, told him that the car's battery is at 5%, that he would need to charge it. I had to help him find three different superchargers. While he was on his way back, I packed him food for the airport. I know. I'm the one hurting, and why do I still have the energy to take care of this guy? I know. I've, I heard this many times. Um, I put the pain aside, basically, to take care of whoever I needed to take care of. And he got back around 3.50, and he made it to his flight somehow. I gave him his birthday card 
and Gift, which was a trip to Chicago to watch the two teams, our two teams to play that weekend, and it was going to be in September. Also, during that car ride, he said, um, Oh, I just want to let you know that I'm going um, to Vegas next month. And this is another new thing to me because we usually go everywhere together. It doesn't matter if it's a boys' trip, work trip, whatever trip, he brings me everywhere. Even if I don't want to go, he wants me there. So I told him, I was like, I mean, I asked him, I was like, So is this the new new? Because you usually want me to go. And he was like, well, you know, you can go, but how can you go if you owe all this money and how can you even afford it? So I'm like, okay. Like, my eyes are already done for the night. So I just kissed him bye, said I love you. And the next day, uh, Friday the 29th, I did the same thing, cried all damn day. I didn't go to work. I barely heard from him that day while he was away. Um, again, another different thing from him because when Noah is awake, he calls me every hour. He FaceTimes me. He tells me who he's with. It's like an hour by hour play like, babe, I'm going to go here. This is what I'm eating. I'm going to go to sleep now. Like everything. Like he would tell me every single thing and I never had to worry about him. And that's the reason why I let him out because I always know where he's at. Saturday the 30th, I decided to go to a 12-hour trip to Vegas just to kind of get my mind off of things. And plus, there's really nothing that I can do right now. He's away. So we went. To, I went to the club around midnight, and Noah had just got back to his hotel, and he's two to three hours ahead, I believe. And he started messaging me, asking me who I'm going to sleep with tonight. And I'm like, I'm with my friends and you know them and he wanted me to be basically and I told him I said I I told him I was like it's not fair that you've been out since you got there hanging out with your friends drinking and I just got to the club and you're gonna ruin it by asking me if I'm gonna go sleep with my friends like I'm sorry I'm not about that you may be yes but not me and I wanted to leave the club and he flipped it around by saying, you know, that's a turn off. You're already there. Why would you leave? But it's like, what are you doing? I don't get it. And he went to sleep. He texted me in the morning and it was still, I believe, six o'clock in Vegas. So it's probably nine over where he's at. He asked me if I had boarded the plane. I said, no, because I had to push my flight. And then he asked, which room did I sleep in? Who did I sleep with again? So just to, just to keep him calm, I said, I'm going to go get my backpack upstairs. I'm just going to hang out in the lobby. I took a picture of the lobby, and I took a picture when I got to the shuttle. I took a picture when I got to the airport, and then told him that I'm home. That was the first week. Let's talk about ultimatums. Yes, when in a relationship, you might find yourself arguing or disagreeing over the same thing over and over again. We all have our boiling points. It can be from bad habits or bigger issues such as infidelity. But you have to understand, ultimatum can have profound effects on any relationships. And 
So basically, ultimatum is a threat you make when you tell someone that if you don't undertake a specific action, they'll face like a consequence, right? It's not, it's not the same thing as setting boundaries. So the difference between ultimatum and a boundary is similar to the difference between having someone force you to choose by gunpoint and someone asking you to follow a law. And I had when I had talked to um, my therapist, they did agree. That an ultimatum is not a good way to get somebody else to do what you want to do or what you want done. Giving someone an ultimatum can can be a dangerous thing. It means you're risking losing someone who you have a great connection with. So instead of taking this risk and thinking it's my way or the highway, try to just be honest and be open with your partner and discuss important milestones together, so that you can reach a compromise and both can feel happy and comfortable with the outcome. And for us, yes, I totally understand. Like he had mentioned it multiple times, you know, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. But what he doesn't understand behind the scene is he never really asked me, what's going on? Why is it not getting done? Because I was always afraid to say, okay, well, you know, I had to cut back on this. I had to budget that, and then he would just. He would just get frustrated. It was never a good sit down and like, hey, I've always, I told, I had told him multiple times let's sit down let's write down like what income is coming in what's coming out and so we can kind of work things out we need to put money here we need to put money there and that actually never happened and I kept telling him let's sit down let's talk about it let's sit down let's write things out and until you know we still went on with oh let's go on vacation let's spend money here let's go on vacation let's let's do this party let's do that party when I really told him let's sit down and let's figure this out because I knew something was this, something like this was going to happen down the road if we don't communicate so I did try and again if you listen to the eight-year episode towards the end on our eighth year he specifically said okay babe this year 2022 we are not going to travel until the debt is done i said perfect we are gonna fucking do that because we got shit to do we got future to plan and all and then we ended up going where went to vegas twice went to the philippines we went to oahu we went to maui went like all these places that we didn't even keep our promise and that takes two I didn't want to go and knowing me who wanted to make him happy I was like all right you want to go then let's do this I'll make something work but at the same time it's like and then you're slapped with an ultimatum you're like what I was raised in a family where we don't give up my parents are together and my dad is always the one going above and beyond my mom doesn't have to lift a finger and he always figures it out and even if my mom messes up on things it was okay like they work things out and I guess that's how I was seeing it money is something that you can make you can resolve things you can find solutions and compared to you know infidelity it's more it's it's heavier you know I we have been there he had done it on our fifth year and it's it's heavy I'm not saying he owes me a lot for forgiving him many 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 times a lot of disrespectful things that he's done but I was able to forgive him move on you know what do we need to change what needs to be done what makes you happy what makes me happy the communication was there and then this happens and of course you're thinking like wait 
why can't you reciprocate that like I gave you I gave you that then you can't give it to me but then again everyone is different and it just I'm just speechless obviously I still get emotional talking about it and when you have your home shattered and not even charged, you're just completely lost, I guess, and you're gonna do anything and everything to fix it, but at the moment, you're just helpless. I wanted this whole story in this episode to be as raw as possible and to know that it's okay to not be okay. And I've always thought crying was a weakness, but it's actually a good release. And I definitely don't wish this pain to anyone. And this is just week one. It just, two was bad and the third week was even worse. And I want to be able to look at this or listen to this episode and say, oh my God, I made it out and I'm better. I know I'll get there.